Right now, though, we're moving on, and it's time for our mentors feature, Engaging Men in Sexual Rights for Everyone. We're asking, what is the role men should play in ending violence against women and promoting women's and men's sexual health? And while we are busy empowering women, are we making sure that men are also included so that there is no fight um, when the woman goes home? A very good evening to you, Tim Shand, Director of International Sexual and Reproductive Health Rights Programs at Sonke Gender Justice. Good evening, sir. Good evening, Molo Thank you so, so much for uh, waiting for us. Uh, we were supposed to have this conversation much earlier on, but the issue of the FET colleges just uh, uh, took over. Um, and, and we're hoping that we can really, really go into the issues tonight around how do we empower men um, and at the same fast-track level that we're empowering women so that the war in the home comes to an end, Tim? Indeed. Thank you very much for having me on the program. I think what my key message this evening is that it's not about an either-or. It's not about empowering men over empowering women. I think both men and women in our country face challenges, mm-hmm. and specifically around the work that I do on sexual and reproductive health and rights, what I'm keen to advocate is that we move beyond seeing these issues, whether it be use of contraception, prevention of HIV, the kind of healthy spacing of children, that we don't just see these as women's issues, but that we really look at how we address the burden of responsibility which has been placed on women, but we talk about these issues in a different way so that we really see men as partners with responsibility around these issues, you know, as potential agents who can speak out on these issues, as you were, as you were saying, mm. um, to their communities and their families. And also we think about men's own sexual health needs, and, you know, particularly around HIV in this country, we know that men face challenges accessing HIV testing and treatment services. So how do we start a conversation that says, you know, sexual and reproductive health and rights um, which we know is good for, for women's health and women's rights and the empowerment of women, but also, you know, if discussed, I think in a broader sense, is also can be good for, is good for men's, men's health and men's well-being. How do we talk about this as everyone's issue? When we talk about uh, sexual reproductive rights, we are still living in a patriarchal society that believes that women should be consulting men, that women cannot be making decisions on their own without getting the permission um, from their male counterparts. How do we turn this change, this thinking around that is part and parcel of how we're socialized? And, And it seems to be imprinted in our DNA, not only in South Africa, but across the world. Indeed, and I think it's um, important, the point that you make, that this isn't just something that, which is specific to South Africa. You know, I, I think I would begin by kind of saying, do we see men as a problem, or do we see men as also part of, of the solution? Mm-hmm. And, and, and in doing that, do we think about some of the reasons for the patriarchal system that you mentioned? So, absolutely, we need to challenge those patriarchal norms, which effectively kind of, you know, equate kind of manhood with dominance on women. And in doing that, I think we have to understand where they come from, the the socialization processes, as you mentioned, the schooling that we um, give to our children in our country, um, the the ways in which um, the roles that we understand men to play, whether it be kind of in relation to their partners, in relation to their children, 
but I think also it, it's a structural issue in, in terms of how do we, the services that we provide, are there services which, you know, men think are particularly accessible? Are there, you know, do we in our understanding of parenting and when we, when, you know, women um, go for maternal health services, do we try to deliberately reach out to men and see men as, as playing a role in, in, in fatherhood? You know, and, and what do our laws and policies in this country say on these issues? So, you know, not only do our laws and policies need to be stronger in challenging patriarchy and, and, and addressing the, the cultural norms which lead to, um, you know, the, the, the tremendous challenge that we have around sexual violence and rape in this country. I mean, we just, have just seen the, the tragic case in Delft and, you know, we, you know, around this time last year we had an Ian Boyson and I think, you know, there's a huge, um, challenge that we have to deal with, but what do our policies say um, on that, and what do our policies also say about seeing sexual reproductive health as both a man and a women's issue? And and we would argue in, in Sonki Gender Justice, where I work, that the, the policies need to be strengthened in this regard. They need to move on from just seeing these issues as a women's issue and a women's responsibility, but they, we also need to ensure more effective implementation of those policies mm. and and make sure that we, you know, we're working together to, to men and women to address the, the, the kind of the underpinnings of patriarchy and violence that you're, that you're talking about. You say that we need to look at men as a part of the solution, and that is something that has been advocated um, over and over again. But it seems that we're not getting it right when it comes to the implementation of it. Why is this? We've got amazing uh, gender policies, not only in government, but also in business. Uh, we've got uh, amazing legislation that's coming up looking at gender equality in our country. And yet... This is not filtering down to the people on the ground, to both the men and women who should be sitting down and working together. So I think you've identified, you know, it's about socialization. It's a, it's a long-term um, issue. I don't think we, um, you know, we, we, we need to begin um, with, you know, with young boys and girls and, ad- and address through schools the way in which um, you know, men and women are socialized. But, but how, how but do we talk so to the adults? But we do know that, that we can be um, effective in, in changing men's behavior. A lot of interventions that we do um, in Sonki, such as our One Man Can campaign, mm-hmm. can we've shown that we've been able to um, change men's behavior and, in fact, work with men as advocates for gender equality in their relationships in their communities over a very short period of time. But but I think, you know, it comes come back to my point around, I think it's the, the fundamental approach. We have um, some very good policies in this country, I agree. We've had some very good campaigns, but I would argue that these excellent campaigns have tended to, on violence, for example, focus more on punitive responses rather than prevention. And I would say the same on sexual and reproductive health. Um, you know, our approach to addressing the huge level of infection amongst young women and girls in this country, which is, you know, which is a crime, um, focuses more on the empowerment of, of women and girls, which is important, but less, we would argue, on the drivers of the epidemic, the, you know, the heterosexual men in particular who, you know, are passing on the infection. Do we see them just as a problem or do we see these men as, um, people who require access to, to services themselves and, and in fact, you know, is there a narrative around how we speak to these men and address their needs, as you say, and give them the information that they require? And, and so I guess I would just challenge you on our policies need to be better. I mean, we would argue that, in fact, our gender-based violence policy in particular is, 
is completely insufficient and needs to be strengthened that we need a new national strategy on gender-based violence. But whilst we've got a very good national strategy on HIV, how are we implementing it and how are we specifically looking at addressing the, the significant gap in this country around men accessing HIV testing and treatment services? We're talking to Tim Shand. He's the Director of International Sexual and Reproductive Health Rights Programs at Sonke Gender Justice, and we're looking at engaging men in sexual rights for all. And uh, he says that we need to encourage men and ensure they are part of the solution. We'll be taking your calls in a short while, and, of course, uh, we continue our discussion with Tim Shand right after the news with Greg Hose. This is the talk shop on SAFM 104-107. I am Masitaba Mdolo in conversation with Tim Shand, the Director of International Sexual and Reproductive Health Rights Programs at Sonke Gender Justice. And uh, on our mentors feature tonight, we're talking about engaging men in sexual rights for all. We are taking your calls 0891-104-207-0891-104-207 or SMS 34701, SMS number is 34701 and SMSs are charged at 2 Rand. When you engage men, Tim, in the One Man Can campaign, what is the general you know, feeling and, and what, what are they saying? What are they thinking around um, this being everyone's role and not just being a women's role? So that's, that's a very good question and that's a very important question. Though I think in a an important part of, of that is is a recognition that the kind of patriarchal norms that you talked about, we talked about before mm-hmm. the break, come with costs to men themselves, and that actually, you know, men have a lot to gain from gender equality and from being more involved in in sexual reproductive health issues. So I think one of the key things that we experience and, and see is that you know, men together with women that we work with in these programs, recognizing that actually, you know, the current way in which they may have been behaving, if it's, you know, been, um, you know, underpinned by kind of, you know, a masculine ideal of being strong or, or believing that a man needs to dominate a woman, that, that that's, that's, it's come with significant costs to them, whether it be, you know, their relationship with their partner, the relationship with the children, often both, both of which can be can be difficult, and looking after their own health. And so I think you know men go through the, the process that, that that we provide through the One Man Can campaign and and the accompanying workshops and activities, and and come out. We believe you know not only um, being more equitable in terms of their relationships, but um, being advocates. For for change in their community and mm-hmm. and I think one of the um, most amazing things as part of this process is that men recognizing the huge benefits that they gain and you know take um, parenting for example you know I, we see you know men who feel that their only role in relation to their children is to be you know the discipliner or to provide funding you know finance for their, their children but actually um, change their behavior and learn that they can really enjoy a a kind of a, a wonderful relationship with the, with their children, and in terms of you know sharing emotionally with their children and supporting their their children as they go through their lives, and uh, you know a role which is often traditionally left you know primarily for the responsibility of the mother. So you know I, I think men generally are, are very keen to to change, and I think what we see through our work that you know the vast majority of men, as we know in this country, are not violent. The vast majority of men 
you know, are keen to be supportive and mm. that our program and our, you know, our, our messages, you know, allows men to speak out and to, and to provide them an opportunity for them to think through their behavior and, and, and to look at how they can, they can be different and to celebrate the, the elements of their behavior, which, you know, it's very positive also. Mm. And and uh, when you're talking about behavior, um, I want to talk about the, the perception that anger uh, is is intertwined very much with men's sexuality. I got an SMS coming in from a Swabian Bloemfontein. And though one may think that he is jesting, uh, a lot of true words are said in jest. Uh, he says a man's anger is controlled by the lack of sexual acts. That's why 90% of a man, 95%, he says, of a man's brain is the naked woman. If a man can't have sex regularly then fights begin and and you know you might laugh or, or dismiss it and say oh my goodness no man this is absolutely ridiculous but there are a lot of people who believe this there are a lot of people um that believe that a man who is angry is a a true man and that a man's anger is is part and parcel of his sexuality that a, a man who is brimming with anger is seen as more attractive than a, a docile meek man so to speak so even our our definitions of what a man is um are, are coming into play with regards to the sexuality that uh, and how we relate to each other as men and women sexually you're absolutely right, and and I think that's one of the the things that we need to challenge is, you know, um, being a real man, being mm. equated to being violent or mm. being mm. controlling of of your partner or, you know, putting your sexual pleasure before the the, the rights and safety of your partner, and I, and I think, you know, what you know is instructive about that text message, you know, is I think it is a reflection of the fact that, you know. Men do believe that that they, they kind of you know and they're socialized to believe. I don't think there's anything innate in this mm-hmm. that kind of you know their expression of of manhood um, is often is through the it's through sex. It's not through emotions. It's not through engagement with their with their partners and their families. It's not through um, looking at um, how they can be um, you know a, a, a more supportive partner or a, or a more equitable. Um, you know, partner and advocate, and those are the, the, the things that we champion. But I think at the same time, men face significant challenges. So the same men who, you know, use violence in their relationships or, you know, don't use protection or insist on, on, on sex without protection, you know, they often, they also face challenges. It can be, um, you know, challenges around lack of access to information, lack of access to services. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, so part of what I'm also saying is that, you know, again, it's not, you know, men are, are, are the, the problem because, you know, you know, men are all violent and men, you know, all want to have, you know, sex as regularly as, as, as possible because that's not the real picture. I mean, mm. when we speak to men mm. as we do across South Africa, most are not violent, most are, are want to be respectful partners. Mm. But I think most, many men rather, um, lack access to the information and services that they need. And so they actually, you know, as a result, the the socialization process can um really you know can negatively affect on that on men themselves and so i think how do we allow men to take off that straitjacket that many of us have in terms of our you know as you're saying the role that we are um, seem to be playing to be a real man and, and to and to behave differently and i think what we've seen was when one or two men take off that straitjacket many others do mm. and i think just a final point on this is i think that as you're saying, it's not just about men, it's also about how women are socialized. Mm. We're mm. all socialized in the same 
um, society, mm. many women think that, you know, it's particularly attractive for, you know, a man to be showing, you know, particularly kind of masculine risk-taking behavior. Mm. But it's also society at large through the, the messages that we give through our, you know, whether it be through our institutions such as schools or through our, our politicians or through our media. And so I think, you know, at all levels, whether it be individual, um, you know, the, the institutions or, in, in fact, governments, we need to make sure that we're saying that, you know, it's possible to be an equitable man and to celebrate that and that, you know, that in fact being an equitable man comes with many, many benefits and that it's not an either or. I um, you know, men are not going to lose out from gender equality or greater gender equality. In fact, they have huge things to gain. Mm, mm. And this is the message I think that we need to get across. The benefits for all of society, men, women and children included, as you said earlier on. But it, it's very, you know, at your TEDx uh, women's talk, um, you, you asked the question, do we continue to see gender inequalities as an age-old problem that will never end and be overwhelmed by the complexities of the challenge? In South Africa today, when one opens up a newspaper mm. and reads about children that are raped and left in, in, in public toilets, left in stinking shacks, you know, children that are raped and set alight, one has to wonder how do we, how do we not allow ourselves to be overwhelmed by the complexities of this challenge? Indeed, and, and so I think what's really important is that we are at, at, at a moment where we all, I think, need to ask ourselves and we need to ask our governments, you know, what, what are we doing in relation to challenging this scourge of, 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 of violence against women in particular, you know, and, and how do we do things differently? And, and I think, so what we would argue at, at, at Sonke Gender Justice is that, you know, we need to both engage those men who are not violent, who are supportive, mm -hmm. to enable them to speak out. But we also need, you know, government to take a very strong and hard line on, on, on challenging these issues and that we really focus on prevention. You know, we, we simply can't, as much as we would like, if we have statistics that say, well, we wouldn't like, but if one in four men have reported to have raped in this country, there's no way that we would want to or could, you know, put one in four men through I believe the, the you know the, the justice system. I think we need to find a way of preventing violence against women. And I think what we need is a, is a movement for change in this country to say you know enough is enough. We've um, we've seen too many um, of these cases, such as the one that you just mentioned, um, and that we we need government, such as through the Council for Gender-Based Violence, which has been set up, which we believe in Sonki has insufficient power and authority that doesn't have a, um, a, a national plan and, and, and strategy. Mm -hmm. you know, how are we ensuring that at all levels, government organizations and individuals, we're holding ourselves accountable and, and really you know, challenging what you're saying? Because I, I think we fear that you know, we need to take action now and, so that we build a much more equitable and healthy society for all of us, men and women. 
One of the points that uh, Tim Shand makes in his TEDx uh, talk is he says, uh, um, talking about uh, Sanke gender justice, says we not only work at the community level, but work with government across the region to change policies so that these important interventions are reflected in laws and policies. And he says men shouldn't be thanked for doing this work. We should make men's involvement in sexual health and rights as important an achievement as our careers or education. But we do need to encourage men and ensure they are part of the solution. Uh, you can look for um, uh, Tim Shan's TEDx talk on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com and search for Tim Shand. That's S-H-A-N-D. Tim, thank you so much for your time. So really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Of course, Tim. Tim Shand is the Director of International Sexual and Reproductive Health Rights Programs at Songe Gender Justice. Like I said, uh, look up his TEDx talk on uh, engaging men in sexual rights for all. Uh, just search for Tim Shand on YouTube.com and you can watch his TEDx talk there.